0: If you're a strength athlete, learning how to get strong and getting those little tips and tricks from any type of athlete or any type of coach can help you get stronger. And you know, the idea behind Strong New York wasn't just physical strength. It's also the mental and emotional strength.
1: Welcome to the Barbend Podcast, where we talk to the smartest athletes, coaches, and minds from around the world of strength. I'm your host, David Thomas Tao, and this podcast is presented by Barbend.com. Today, I'm talking to Kenny Santucci. He's a coach, reality TV star, fitness personality, and endurance athlete who's also the mastermind behind the Strong New York event series. Kenny founded Strong New York to bring together strength athletes and fans of all disciplines to lift together and learn from each other. Kenny is a strength geek. He eats, sleeps, and breathes everything strength sports. In this episode, we talk about meeting your strength heroes, bringing together strength athletes and fans from all walks of life, and what Kenny thinks it will take to build the next great strength festival and events. Also, I just wanted to take a second to say we're incredibly thankful that you listen to this podcast. So if you haven't already, be sure to leave a rating and review of the Barbend podcast in your app of choice. Every month, we give away a box full of Barbend swag to one of our listeners who leaves a rating and review. Kenny Santucci, thanks so much for joining us today. My, here's my first question for you. And this is something that I struggle with. Okay. You ready? When I introduce you Mm -hmm. to people or I describe you to people, I never know where to start. (laughs) Coach, marathoner, TV personality, host, MC. What's like the elevator pitch?
0: Um, that's where I struggle too. Uh, maybe I'm really bad at doing it, but I kind of leave a lot of the, <laughs> a lot of that shit out and just whatever's relevant at the moment or whatever I'm doing at the moment, that's kind of what I say I do. Um, so right now, I guess event coordinator or event creator is basically what I've been pitching myself as lately. Uh, I, obviously my first love and passion is, uh, coaching and, you know, being in the gym. I, that's been my thing since I was 13, 14 years old. Uh, the television stuff I kind of left behind me, but you know, people are always like, "Why don't you tell more people about it?" And I'm like, "I don't know. It's just not relevant at the moment, so I don't give a shit." Uh, it's kind of like what I used to do.
1: I mean, Google is a hell of a thing, though. So <laughs> it, it always follows you a little bit. Do you yeah. do you like meet someone, and then the second time you meet them, in between, they've they've Googled you, so they learn like they learn a little bit of the backstory, and yep. like what's your what's your first response there? Do you have to come out swinging and be like, "Hey"? I'm, uh, reality TV is not reality. Yeah, yeah.
0: Um, don't believe everything you read on the internet, obviously. Um, I hope that, uh, parents are teaching their kids now, that nowadays.
1: Unless you read it on barbend.com, right?
0: Yeah, obviously. I mean, that's the most reliable source out there. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, no, I mean, a lot of people ask me about television and shit that went on on television and everything. And, um, you know, it was, it was, was what it was. It was TV and, uh. You know, it's all at the end of the day, uh, reality television. So we could put that all in the same box.
1: I'm curious because when we first met. Mm We were both into. We met at a CrossFit gym. Mm-hmm. This was, I think, twenty twenty, like thirteen, probably maybe 2013, 12. 2014, maybe even earlier, maybe yeah, twenty twelve. Yeah. Uh, you had a background more in in like the triathlon yeah. marathon space before before that, and these days you're very meshed in the functional fitness community and mm-hmm. the CrossFit community. You're putting together events, which we'll talk about in a second, with yeah. powerlifters and weightlifters and strongman athletes. When did strength athletics become an interest of yours? Because when I first met you, you were still training for like the distance stuff, triathlons.
0: For sure. Uh, well, when I was on TV, it was more relevant to be a long distance runner or, uh, you know, more of an endurance athlete. Uh, when I did the shows, a lot of the final challenge and where you get to make the real money on the shows is through long distance racing. A lot of the final workouts or whatever you want to call them were day long, two day long, runs or rucks through all types of shit and terrains and stuff. Um, you know, so that's kind of what got me into doing triathlons and marathons. So I, I started doing that stuff 2005, 2006 around there. Um, and then I kind of just felt skinny and beat up. So I was like, I want to, you know, and then I started getting into, like, I never really liked lifting heavy. I've always been a meathead when it came to upper body strength.
1: But that that was like high reps of curls and stuff, going for the pump.
0: Yeah, like when I was in high school, in college, uh, it was still pretty early. I mean, obviously Instagram wasn't what, what it is now. And there weren't so many people, there were so many people I grew up with who would never go to the gym. You know, I started going to the gym at 13, 14, I just became obsessed with bodybuilding and all that shit. Um, but I would just take workouts out of men's health and uh, muscle and fitness and muscle development when I was a kid and just do what they were doing. So it was always like 10s and 12s, kind of very bodybuilding-esque stuff. Uh, and that's what I did. But I never went too heavy. I never wanted to really, like, crush myself. And then when I started doing CrossFit and strength training, it was like, all those 10s and 12s now became 3s and 5s and it's you know heavier loads so i started to really enjoy that cuz it was something a little different i think everybody nowadays has fitness add you know people are like everybody's an expert because they've done one program or they've done one thing so they they'll do a bodybuilding program and they're like i'm an expert and i'll give you all this advice on this but you know until you know what multiple programs feel like until you've done them multiple times you don't really know what you'll what the outcome is or what what the results look like or how that feels after doing x y and z um so i just started to i'd say probably around yeah like after i was done with the shows and i was like i don't really need to run as much or do that stuff as much so probably 2010 2011
1: you put together events that include athletes from all different types of mm-hmm. strength sports, and even some endurance sports. I yeah. mean you have gymnasts, you have world record holding deadlifters. I mean, you yeah. you have everyone there. So you, by the nature of what you do these days, you interact. With a bunch of different people in the fitness community. Yeah. I get to do the same. It's like the best part of my job For is sure. that I get to talk to you and then I get to talk to, yesterday I talked to someone who's uh, an expert on metabolic flexibility and then I might get to you know, next week interview someone who's a world <laughs> record holder. You, you bounce around and you, you learn a lot from a lot of different people. What category of athlete or strength athlete in particular has surprised you the most with what you've learned from them?
0: Uh, I would say weightlifting because there's so much that goes into it. You have to be mobile. You have to be strong. Uh, you have to be dedicated, dialed in. So for me, like weightlifters are surprisingly dedicated and uh, don't get offended out there. I mean, most of them don't have great personalities because there's, they have to be so type A because you have to go to the gym, do your shit, spend three, four hours there you know, take a break and then go back and do more accessory stuff. So, you know, high level weightlifters are always, you know, type A and they're, and I admire that because that's not me. So like, so we, I did a big event with Michelob a couple of months ago and it was uh, kind of this big uh, fitness event that we brought together all these influencers and trainers and, you know, everything to uh, Austin, Texas. And everybody's like, oh, you know, everybody. And I'm like, I just geek out on this shit. I love learning about what it takes to be an athlete. I don't like giving advice on stuff I've never done. So when I do talk to people who, who do that stuff, I'm genuinely interested. And I'm also interested in the stuff that I've done because I don't know what somebody else's path looked like. So I know what mine looked like, but to understand somebody else's world, you have to kind of indulge in what they do. Um, So understanding where everybody kind of lays and lies and within the uh, fitness space and Really geek out on their shit. Like I I really do geek out on like what everyone's doing and how people transform their bodies. I think that's what drew me to the fitness space because I was really awkward and heavy as a kid. So watching and learning how other people transform or help other people transform is such a, you know, mind blowing thing for me.
1: As a fitness geek. Who was the most, like, what was your biggest fanboy moment when you met someone? And you've, you've met a lot of people in the yeah, space. Yeah. A lot of them are your close friends. A lot of people who have massive followings and are really quite inspiring individuals. And it's just like Tuesday for, yeah. for Kenny, right? They're just popping mm-hmm. by your gym. But was there anyone where you were like legitimately nervous to meet them?
0: I mean, yeah, I kind of get nervous about meeting a lot of people, um, you know, because I, I do geek out on everybody's stuff. And I've watched a lot of people who no one knew who they were blow up, which is really cool. You know, somebody like Alexia Clark. Like, I met her when she had, like, 3,000 followers. Now she's got 2 million followers. Um, so somebody like her to watch her grow was really cool uh, and kind of the path she took and what she's done. Uh Hannah Eden, who will be at Strong New York. It was cool to watch her grow. There was a point where she had, like, I think, like, 8,000 followers or something. And now she's blown up. I mean, I knew her when she was just doing CrossFit and now she's like the queen of doing, you know, pump workouts and all this stuff that she's been doing, like these hit workouts and stuff. And she's blowing up and she's on, you know, workout videos and promoting equipment and stuff like that. I would say, I guess when I met Jason Kalipa for the first time, uh, I met him at the CrossFit games and I just really admired what he was doing in the space as a gym owner, as an athlete, as a father, like you, you kind of see all aspects of his life. And I'm like, wow, I really, really admire what this guy's doing. And I, I'd say probably, I still had my old gym at the time. So this was like 2014, 15. And I went up to him and I was like, listen, I have some questions about business. And he like took the 10 minutes and kind of explained some stuff to me. And I was like, wow, that was so cool. Like gave me goosebumps just talking to him um so for me it geeking out on crossfit for that long a time and that was like the height of crossfit was super cool um so yeah i'd probably say i was the most nervous when meeting him
1: it's interesting because we today we have i mean are the there are those CrossFit superstars today that we can identify. The Tia Claire Toomey's of yeah. the world, the Matt Frazier's, the Rich Froning's. I mean, Froning's not competing as an individual, but he's still winning team yeah, stuff. Yeah. He's still like the guy he's in many top ways. He's
0: still yeah, top of his game.
1: And he's someone who can who can attract a lot of eyeballs and interest. But before all this, there were guys like, there were athletes like Jason Kalipa. Mm-hmm. Like Kalipa won in 2008, I think, and yeah. he was kind of tore that top of the pack in like 2009, 2010, 2011. So even before Rich Froning was a name in CrossFit, yeah. Khalipa was was the guy. Was like yeah. he was like the guy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so even in you know we we talk about geeking out when people meet you know Matt Fraser or Tia Claire Toomey. They just I saw someone break down in tears when they met Annie daughter a few years ago because mm-hmm. she had done so much to inspire them. But for those of us who were getting into fitness and CrossFit in like 2011 2012. Kalipa was that one. You'd yeah. meet him and you'd be like, wow, that's, that's the pinnacle. That's
0: the guy. Yeah. He was the guy for, you know, some of the early adopters, some people who were doing CrossFit early on. Uh, what I liked about him, uh, was he was very rocky-esque because we saw him win and we've seen him lose. You know, you, he had holes in his game. Nowadays you look at guys. It's almost like UFC. Like I got into UFC really early on because I wrestled all through high school and college in the, in the nineties was kind of the growth of UFC and watching some of the guys who were like, cause I was a wrestler, some of the best UFC guys still to this day are wrestlers. They have backgrounds in wrestling and to watch them rise to the top and have holes in their, in their up game. But their wrestling game was on point. Um, it was the same thing. You got to see Kalipa, like he was a monster with weight. But then when it came to some of the gymnastic stuff, you're like, oh, he looks like a big bear, Kind of try, <laughs> trying to do. I mean, his nickname
1: is—they is, called him the California Bear—and yeah, he kind yeah. of embraced that. And
0: but he was like, if you meet him, he's like thick like that. He's he's so he's just as wide as he is thick. So it's impressive.
1: One thing I love about Kalipa—he had those holes in his game, so he wins the games in 2008. This shows you how much how big of a nerd I am, and that I can like think back to 2008 and tell you exactly what happened in the yeah. CrossFit game. So he wins in 2008, at, which was a lot of like moderate weight barbell stuff. So you have to do. Grace mm-hmm. with 155 pounds. Like there's no one in the world better than Jason Kalipa, basically. But they gave him a trail run to start, kick off the games in 2009. And he like almost didn't finish. Yeah, he, like a almost he dropped
0: dead on that one. Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. It was like literally like, do we have to, like, I don't think they took him to the hospital, but like if that would happen at the games now, they would definitely take him to the hospital. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And he battles back and ends up finishing like top 10 that year. After getting like maybe last place on the run. And now you look at him in the last few careers, uh, years he competed as an individual in like 2014, 2015, I guess it was around that time, he was winning those endurance events. He was mm-hmm. winning the half marathon rows. He was like top, getting top three in those runs. So it's like he had this huge hole and then suddenly. He worked on well, it. Well, not suddenly, but yeah. it takes him 5 years and now it's like yeah. no one wants to go against him on the long pieces cuz he's yeah. worked on it.
0: Well, it's impressive like because I, what I've noticed about him was I almost feel like he's got to work a little bit harder than than some of the other top top guys. Um, you know, you see somebody like Frazier and Froning who they almost seem bulletproof. You're like these guys can't lose. You know, they yeah, they they mess it up here and there, but like when you look back at Everything they've done, you're like, this guy's consistently on top of his game.
1: And they always look composed.
0: Yeah, yeah. They never lose their cool. It's super impressive. And it's almost like you can't relate to them. They're like Terminators, right? But- Jason Kalipa was like a guy where you're like, oh, shit, he only took third. Oh, he won. Oh, like he bounced around the leaderboard so much. Um, And he looked
1: like he was working for it, by the way. He never had a workout where like, like Froning finishes a workout, fist in the air, like, you know, quick wave to the crowd. Kalipa wins a workout. He's just like, you're like, is he going to get up? He might not get up.
0: Yeah, there was a, yeah, there's a couple of points where you're like, oh, shit, he's in trouble. When you watch, even like the last workout, I think it was like maybe two years ago, it was like a lunging workout. Like they had uh overhead uh, kettlebell lunges or something. And Frazier just blows past somebody as if it's like effortless for him. And you're like, holy shit, this guy's impressive. Um, you know, you've seen Kalipa win a couple like that, but this was like across the board, the two of those guys are just so impressive.
1: Who is your favorite strength athlete it doesn't just have to be in crossfit but who's your favorite strength athlete to watch these days
0: that's hard because i do i love watching the girls like it's so much more impressive you know think about it five years ago six years ago how many women were not doing strength sports you know and how fast they've grown how good they've gotten um whereas like guys are always building strength i mean mo- most guys i mean the guys who are doing really well
1: it's been a cultural norm for longer that's certainly for like, sure. you, you mentioned like going to the gym when you were 13 14 yeah. that's like what a young man did right that's not mm-hmm. necessarily what society says the norm is or at least not what society used to say the norm was for for, a, for a woman for that sure. age right
0: yeah so i i love watching um you know any female lifters weightlifting powerlifting strongman i love it i think there's such beauty in that Um, but I mean, watching the strongman stuff, even as a kid, like I used to love watching like, um, Magnus von Magnussen, like those guys, like pulling trucks and picking up stones. Like I remember watching on like ESPN two on like a Saturday afternoon. I'm like, this stuff is awesome. Like I want to do this. Um, and now watching like anything, uh, like I, I love the Eddie Hall documentary. I love watching anything with, uh. You know, half Thor, the mountain. Like, I mean, those guys are just so impressive. It's like watching heavyweight fights. You know, you're watching this monster, this mountain of a man moving just ridiculous amounts of weight that the average person <laughs> couldn't fathom lifting with somebody else helping them. Um, so I think that's always super impressive. But I mean, like I said, I, I could watch, I love watching girls do cro- like any females do CrossFit, weightlifting, powerlifting. Um, It's just, it's it's impressive because it it takes strength, both physically and mentally, you know, because there are so many women who shit on and guys who shit on other women because they're like, they're too big. I don't want to look like that. They're too bulky. I'm like, they earn that. Like for you to put them down that they look like that is absurd to me. And I'm like, I think it's hot. I love that shit. I think the stronger, the better for sure.
1: So you- speaking of strength you run strong New York mm-hmm. which is something we've chatted about recently and it's an event series based in, based in New York New mm-hmm. York based right now I yeah. don't know if you have plans to take it elsewhere but
0: if, if you can make it here you can make it anywhere so I got to get it to work really well here
1: that's that's a that's a fair point but it it brings together strength athletes mm-hmm. uh, influencers coaches researchers you name it from different spaces in the strength world brings them together for a day of classes workshops, people can buy tickets and interact with these folks, ask ask them questions and basically mm-hmm. you kind of get to like pick and choose who you want to learn from over the course of a given day. Yep. So you could in the same day learn from a powerlifter and a weightlifter and a biomechanics specialist and a gymnast. It's and it's a
0: nutritionist.
1: And a nutritionist. It's just there's a lot of different options mm-hmm. and uh, this is you've put on thus far There have been two of two of these?
0: This is going to be the fourth one. It's
1: going to be the fourth. So we yeah. have we're recording this now in November 2019 mm-hmm. and in December next month, there will be the fourth ever strong New York, the mm-hmm. biggest one. What, wh- what inspired you or what caused you to say, Hey, we can have events where we're taking people from different strength sports, putting them in the same room and putting them in conversation. I ask that not from like a, Oh, like what inspired you, Kenny, mm-hmm. but more from a perspective of, Oh, that's why I started bar Bend. Yeah. Because. I was like, strength athletes can learn from each other, and people who are interested in weightlifting might also want to hear about powerlifting and CrossFit and Strongman. Mm-hmm. So, like for me, this is almost the events version of what Barbend of what our team does online. So yeah. I'm I'm curious as to like how that thought first crossed your head.
0: Um, I like I love the saying, uh, you know, big isn't strong, strong is strong, you know. And if you are a strength athlete, learning how to get strong and getting those little tips and tricks from any type of athlete or any type of coach can help you get stronger. And you know the idea behind Strong New York wasn't just physical strength. It's also the mental and emotional strength. So just like I was talking about a weightlifter, having the mental strength to go into the gym consistently every day and work on things. There are days that you don't want to work out. There are days that you don't want to go to work. There's days that you don't want to get out of bed. How do we find the strength emotionally, physically, and what is that thing that gets us out of bed, right? So for me, that's that's the most important thing. I don't care what you're doing. I love strength sports. I love endurance sports. I love anything that gets people moving and puts people puts a smile on people's face. And that's what I wanted to create. I wanted to create an event where people could come and enjoy fitness. And there's so many layers. When I talk about why I came up with it, it was almost like a perfect storm of all these things that I was super interested in kind of coming together. So when I first heard about the Hyrox event, um, I'm like, oh, I love that. That's something I'm good at. That's what I used to do on TV. That's what I like to do in the gym. Um, and there's kind of a lifting component and there's an endurance component. So I wanted to like, when I got the opportunity to partner with those guys, I'm like, Oh, this makes sense. And I was like, that's a great balance for what I'm doing, uh, with, you know, I have access to all these weightlifters and strength coaches and, uh, you know, uh, coaches in general, like coaches who do general, uh, general pop fitness. Uh, I wanted to put them all in the same room and help each, help everyone learn. Traveling around to different events. I mean, for the past 10 years, I've probably been to every fitness event there is across the country. And the one thing I noticed, I was always getting on a plane to go there. I'm like, I live in the greatest city in the world. Why the fuck don't we have a, A fitness event. And I want everybody. I, what is, what was fitness in New York to me? There's a lot of boutique fitness here. So I need to get those guys involved. There's a lot of cycling. I mean, it's a pain in the ass to get bikes and stuff, but eventually that will hopefully be the evolution of strong. Um, you know, we do a ton of running. People love to run here in New York. Uh, so I wanted to incorporate all these things and where I found the most strength was one community and two, a lot of, you know, just doing bodyweight stuff or strength sports and gymnastics. You know, I learned so much from Dave Durante. He's one of the guys who I have consistently come back to strong because I've learned so much from him. Uh Joe DeFranco is another guy who like I learned so much from him. You know, I followed these guys for years when I didn't even know who they were. I was just reading about them in magazines. Uh, so when putting these events on, I was like, all right, I want to learn from the people who've inspired me and who could I inspire? And even if one person walks away from the event with a smile on their face and excited about going to the gym or excited about life, then, then I've won. And that's, that's ultimately what I'm trying to do here. I'm not afraid of failing. If I lose the tens of thousands of dollars I've put into this, I'm okay with it because I'm, at least I'm getting up to bat. When I first got on television, people are like, ah, what are you doing? You're not going to be a television star or anything. And, you know, for me, I was very happy about where I ended up with television. I got to host shows. I've gotten to do so much stuff. Um, and I felt like I did really well with it. I won a couple times. I got, you know, like I said, I had my own show. And then when I got into fitness, you know, my family, my friends were like, what are you going to do? You're going to be a coach. You're going to be a, a fitness expert. You can't make money that way. And up to this point, I'm pretty happy about where I am. Uh, same thing with this. People are like, what the hell are you doing? I'm like, I'm going to give it a whirl. I just, I don't care about, I don't even look at the other side of it. I'm not like, oh my God, this is going to fail. It's going to fall apart and I'm going to lose everything. Fuck that. You know, I don't, I don't care about living in my car. I don't care about moving back to my mom's house. When people are afraid to fail or afraid to, then they don't take risks. You know, And if you're not taking risks, if you're not stepping up to the plate, then you're never going to get a chance to hit. Step up to the plate.
1: What about the events have you learned from the first three iterations, which were a bit smaller? Yeah. In smaller venues, smaller lineups of people yep. speaking and presenting. What kind of feedback were you getting from attendees, and how is that influencing how you're approaching this event differently?
0: Well, the the feedback that I've gotten was that you know, from the Jordan Shallows of the group, and you know the Steffies. The fact that they come back and they're excited about doing it is like, okay, I'm on to something. You know, when Hannah Eden just put up a post today about her coming, and she's she's like, I was waiting for Kenny to give me the invite for this, and I'm so excited, and I had to say yes. I'm like, holy shit! Like, people are noticing this, and they're getting excited about it, and. It, it there's so many layers to why i think it works is because it gives all the fitness professionals a chance to mingle, get to know each other, learn from each other. Uh it gets the everyday person a chance to work with some of the best in the business. Um you know, it gives us a chance to all reunite and collaborate and share ideas and learn from each other as well as support a good cause. You know, i truly believe and I, i've said this to multiple people there's three ways I think we could heal the world. I mean we're not going to make it 100%, but three ways, three things that really make me feel good and I know I'm not the only person in the world that feels this way. Music. You hear a song and you're like it just warms your soul. There's something about it, a song you like where you're like, "Oh, it makes me feel so good." Food, right? Cuz when you some, you know, when you're hungry and you eat something you really wanted or even when you're kind of just chilling on the couch having ice cream, you're like, "Ah, oh, this feels good." and a workout, you know, and a workout and food and music is something you could share with other people. So my whole mission is to kind of create something where I could put all these things, all these elements together and have the best people involved and have people look forward to it, uh, like a holiday. And there's when, uh, when I traveled around, I, I'm going to the Food and Wine Festival here, which was awesome in New York, and then I went to the Coffee Festival, and you go to the boat show and the car show and Comic-Con and all these events. Like I've been to all these things multiple times. I'm like, I need to do this for fitness. There needs to be one for fitness, and that's what I wanted to create, and I wanted people to come together and look forward to it and bring everybody together, especially New York in December. is I mean, there's no better place, Christmas in New York.
1: All right. What is the? I'm going to push on this. What is the sure. negative feedback you've gotten? What didn't people like about the first few events, or what did they want you to change? And what steps are you taking to make those tweaks?
0: Uh, just elevating the experience. Trying to get more, um, you know, more people involved. Uh, you know, everybody. I, I think my biggest downfall is that I haven't been great about putting together some sort of video that ex, kind of explains the event more. Uh, because there's so many layers to it and there's so many people involved that it's hard to get like that elevator pitch down perfect. And I think that's where I've kind of dropped the ball a little bit with it. Um, you know, I was just talking about yesterday with uh kind of the guy who's gonna help me film a lot of it, is a hype video. Like how do I encompass all this? Because the last couple of videos that I've done in the last couple of videos that I've shared have all been It looks just like this meathead experience, like people are just lifting. But that's what gets people the most excited, right? You got somebody like Voss picking up 850 pounds and, you know, everybody's deadlifting. From my mom, who's 68 years old, to Voss, who's, you know.
1: Voss, Voss, just for reference, I don't know who Voss is. Oh,
0: uh, Vasily?
1: Oh, okay, Uh, Vasily Polovnikov. Yes. Okay, yeah, Yeah. just because not everyone, yeah, people listening to this. Some of the names they might recognize, like Jordan Shallow, we had yeah. him on our podcast recently. He's gonna be at dude. Strong New York. Yep. We've actually done some like film content with him at Barbend, but mm. some of these other names, you said Steffi. I think you, I assume you mean Steffi Cohen. Cohen. Yep. Yeah. So some of these names, like in, in certain circles in the New York fitness space, they kind of roll off the tongue, but we got we gotta contextualize
0: them for a sure. little bit. I got you. <laughs> I'll put last names out there. Um yeah. So I I think that's where I I might have dropped the ball a little bit, and that's where I need to tighten it up. And that's the feedback that I've gotten that people are like, "I don't know what the hell's going on." And I tell people, just come and experience it. You know, it's one of those things where, you know, somebody tells you about a great meal, and you won't fully understand it unless you try it.
1: Who would you most like to get at a strong New York event? you either haven't been able to get in the past or just like haven't even it hasn't necessarily crossed your mind that it was possible to get them to present
0: Um, well I reached out to this woman Wendy Suzuki who's a uh, neuroscientist she did an awesome TED talk I read her book um, and she kind of explores the what's biologically going on with the brain uh, when you exercise and what it's doing for you and I think that would be You know, having her do something similar to her TED talk at Strong would be awesome. Um, she was unavailable that the weekend of Strong. So I didn't get a chance to have her there. Um, but she's definitely somebody I want there because my grandmother passed away of Alzheimer's about five years ago. My dad passed away in September of Alzheimer's. So a lot of what I learned from the doctors and from her TED talk and from her book is that the better care we take of ourselves. And I'm not saying you have to look like Steffi Cohen or you know, some bodybuilder, Arnold Schwarzenegger. I'm just saying take better care of yourself because at the end of the day, the, the people who are affected by it the most are not just you, it's the five people around you, you know? So Alzheimer's is one of those diseases that it wasn't really affecting my, my grandmother and my dad as much as it was affecting everybody around them. Um, so, when I say like, hey, learn about nutrition, learn about sleep, learn about working out. I'm not saying you have to make this your whole life or the only thing you do. But if you tweak a couple things and make a couple things better, then you'll make everybody else's life around you a little bit better. So that's kind of the the underlying message. Um But back to who I'd love to have there. I mean, somebody like Joe Rogan, like I love listening to his show. You know, he's, I'm, I'm sure every guy does and every girl does uh, that's why he's got the number one podcast in the world. <laughs> so, but he's, he's one of those people where it's, I love his message. I love what he's talking about. I love what he's doing. Um, you know, everything and anything he's about, i'm I just listen to with open ears and open eyes and an open heart because he's, he's really doing some really cool stuff. So having someone eventually getting to the point where somebody like him is doing a half hour talk and, helping people understand. Like I've learned so much from listening to his show. Uh, I was just listening to drama, you know, that um, Rob Dyrdek. Okay, yeah. His cousin, he's got a podcast. And he had said some on his podcast and on his Instagram about uh, how much he's learned from listening to p- other people's podcasts and how much he's learned from having discussions with other people. That's been my journey. Like I've gotten the opportunity to sit down with so many great people like the fact that Dave Durante was at Solace for so long and we became good friends. And
1: Solace, for those who might not know, is the gym where the first, the first three cross, uh, strong New York, yes, yeah. uh, events were held. Mm-hmm. Now you've expanded. You're actually going to be doing it in a much larger
0: venue. For sure. Yeah. We went from 11,000 square feet to 100,000 square feet. So it's, it's definitely a bigger space. Um, so yeah, so learning from these people and understanding you know you'll never underst- learn as much as they have, or but you you take a little bit from everybody, right? So if you can leave strong with learning from uh, Dave and learning from Jordan, learning from Steffi and learning from anybody and everybody there, somebody you're working out next to, if you can learn from everybody, if you take a couple little pieces, then you've already become better. Your day is enhanced, your month is enhanced, your life is enhanced from that moment on.
1: Kenny, where can people follow along with what you're doing and what's going on and what's the latest with Strong New York?
0: Uh, so my Instagram, I kind of share as much as I could on my Instagram. I, I should be better at about it, but I hate talking into my phone. Um, but at Kenny Santucci and then at Strong New York. Uh, we we kind of focus mainly on Instagram because I think that's where most people get their information. And then we'll funnel that uh, to the website. Uh, building a website and doing all that stuff isn't... My forte, so I don't have a big enough team yet. Everybody's like, "Oh, how many people are on your team?" I'm like, "Yeah, there's two of us." So eventually, we'll get to the point where we got a fancy office like Barbend. Uh,
1: it, it it takes a bit. <laughs> <laughs> I no, know,
0: I know for sure.
1: Well, Kenny, thanks so much for joining us today. I'm personally personally looking forward to not only the upcoming iteration of Strong New York, but uh, any events you all put on in the future because. I'm I'm biased here as a founder of Barbend, but I absolutely love places, physical and online, where people from different strength sports and different strength communities come to share their knowledge and their experience. So very big fan of what you're doing there.
0: Buddy, thank you so much. Thank you for having me.